Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast, a podcast for people who think differently and challenge the status quo. On each episode of the show, we give you a front row seat into our personal journeys as we question everything and ensure we are living a life that is truly our own. All right, buddy, we are back for episode 10 of the Dare to Dream podcast. Uh, we We wanted to get it out before the end of the new year, but... Say la vie, it did not happen, and we're doing it now. And couldn't be more excited to be back in Del Mar and just getting this year going on the right foot. It's great to see you, my man. I have a lot of questions for you, and I think the best place to start today would be you telling us about the incredible solo road trip you got back from. Yes. So, yeah, I decided um, last year, the end of the year, to... It was after reading Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights. I'm not going to lie and say that that didn't inspire the trip, because it did. Um, he just talked a lot about solo traveling and these trips just had a, when he was a young man, and these trips just had a um, great effect on his life. I mean, that wasn't the only thing, obviously. Like, I love to travel more than anything, and I aspired to be a travel writer. So I kind of saw this as an opportunity, this being just the coronavirus and this unique time to say you know it can't hold me back from traveling like I wanted to travel so bad and I just love experiencing new places and the Pacific Northwest is a place I've always dreamed of visiting because I just love the cold weather and it was a lot of that a lot of stormy stormy days and yeah just decided to do a, a road trip from San Diego and then I went to Yosemite first, Yosemite, California, uh, the Redwoods. So basically it turned into a um, national parks like trip because I figured this was a great time to do that and just be in nature. And so Yosemite to the Redwoods in Northern California to uh, saw Ron in Portland, our good buddy Ron. Nice. I hadn't seen in years and that was amazing. <laughs> Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> what a guy. The best shout out Ron. Uh, spent a night, two nights in Portland, and then the piece de resistance was Olympic National Park up in Washington, and that just blew me away. I it's really big. Um, so I stayed in two different towns in Washington in Olympic Forks, which is where Twilight takes place, Ooh. which I didn't know that. That's why you went there. It. Yeah, exactly. Specifically, so I had to go to you know my favorite movie. Um, Stayed in Forks for two nights, and then Port Angeles is like across the bay, so the bay from Seattle, harbor, bay, sea, inlet, um, and it was it was like two and a half weeks of yeah, just me, my car, and just you know, spend a lot of time in nature. Like every day, I just get up and get after it. Um, what was it like being alone for that long? How was that? Um, you know, I. I loved it personally because I just brought like a bunch of books with me and the goal, I mean, so the real reason, you know, I say like kind of acting like it was kind of just for just a trip, but I want to write my first book and um, I aspired to be a travel writer and I figured this would be a great opportunity to kind of take, um, take a trip and not only write about what like the current kind of climate of the world is just with coronavirus and how people are living their lives in this unique time but just as a 
reason just to get out there and not let our environment kind of dictate our circ like our circumstances dictate what we do in life and so i started writing writing the book about the trip and it also kind of incorporates everything that's brought me to where i am in life at this point so um yeah what makes what my beliefs are and what makes me me what i love and i'm really realizing that travel and connecting with people and kind of just being a force for good is at the very top of that list and this trip kind of encompassed all those different facets and um yeah so i'm, I'm writing the book and i was so pretty much back to your question it was great for me just to be myself because i was just out all day experiencing experiencing nature and that was just incredible like first of all like the the parks were really like probably a third of the way uh, full as they usually are so mm. and everybody i just run into were just so like thankful and just you know it's good people out there that's what i like realized and um everyone was just happy to be out and experiencing nature again and you know not letting our circumstances kind of dictate how we feel and so i was yeah, traveling and then just writing and pretty much reading and the rest of my time and just enjoying the solitude and the unique experience did you meet any characters along the way anyone that was memorable definitely yeah met just had a lot of funny conversations and i made it like early on a goal just to introduce myself as many as much as i could Love like, that. yeah so like get to the point where i'd say my name like my name is Vinny, by the way so that would usually take a few sentences mm -hmm. <laughs> um break the ice but yeah, just people on the on the trails were all classic and kind of realized, you know, we're all out there for a similar reason. Like if you're out, you know, doing something like that, you you enjoy nature, hopefully, and um, you value health and just kind of being a part of the world. So everyone was just just inspired and yeah, it was really good to see. But it had some funny experiences in Oregon and Washington. I'm sure you know. Um, a lot of weirdos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tons of weirdos. <laughs> Shout out to my Oregonians. Yeah. No, but they... Uh, gas station attendants. Mm. And they became like my... Like, I'd always try to make a conversation with gas station attendants. And uh, I was leaving Portland. And <laughs> this what, I was like, going to try to do it myself. And the guy's like, nah, brother. Like, you... We have to do it. It's not our choice. But, all right, like, you got it. Get back in your yeah, car. Get back in your car. Sir. <laughs> uh, but the guy, I just, he, like, didn't seem like he wanted to talk at first. And I'm like, like, how's your day going? And just trying to break the ice. And found out it was his birthday. Nice. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, it's my birthday. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> just, like, all right, man, hell yeah. Like, all, all excited for him. And so he kind of, like... Just people, once you kind of initiated a conversation and broke the ice a little bit, people like opened up more than you would expect for sure. And that was awesome. You know, even just like, you know, I didn't want to be like annoying, but I would try to get to a point in conversation where people felt comfortable. And it was uncomfortable for me too, for sure. Because it's not something I usually do. More, more in the past, I've been quiet, but it's something that's changing. And yeah so that was a really big part of the trip is just you know connecting with people and even though it was obviously tough with face masks and everything but made it work and 
yeah, I think that's kind of the, I realized the crux of like the book is just connecting with people at this unique time because obviously the coronavirus is the toughest thing has been people, you know, just losing that connection. Yeah. Even just seeing people out in the streets and that was, that's a, enough for people sometimes to, you know, you, you see people when you go out and then you feel like you've connected with, with others in society, but even that that's been taken away. Now some people just have nothing at all. So it's been obviously very tough as society, but I say, you know, I kind of saw it as an opportunity to get out there and really just try to connect with people again. Yeah. Yeah. Especially wearing a mask. It's hard to like read the other person. I always find myself like trying to make facial expressions with my eyes and exactly. go over the top and try and just like be friendly, make sure they know I'm not frowning. Yeah. But smile through the mask. So I saw some pictures you posted of the trip and I remember I was, I was just laughing to myself because I saw <laughs> you, I think it was in Olympia. It was like pouring rain. You were out in the middle of a storm by yourself, just smile on your face. And it made me realize that you might be one of the few people in the world who just loves the weather and the elements just yes. being wet and cold. What, yep. was, what was that like? Yeah, so I was pretty much wet and cold the entire time, <laughs> but I loved it. And I think that you might be referring to, uh, that was Neskowin, Oregon, was like the craziest storm I was in. But it was just like, back to Olympic, it was, I mean, I just want to say how incredible like that part of the world is. Like I'd experienced nothing like it. Just being like the first night I got there, I like made a pit stop to. They're known for like their beaches in a big in a big way, and just the beaches are like so raw and just intensely just beautiful. Just like watching the earth kind of work, like that was my favorite thing to do. Was because like you know that's why I was out there. It's just to experience nature. So I pretty much just spent the whole day just observing how the earth like changed. So like standing on a beach with just these incredible just trees like all over the beach just these fallen trees and then there's just these crazy like jagged islands like out in the ocean that just seem like you know just seem like they've been morphed since beginning of time for billions of years these these islands have been just breaking and connecting and falling and growing and just i've never seen trees like that on a beach like it's straight forest forest and and, uh, and like that morning, like in the Olympic, I'd wake up and it was like one of the nights it snowed. So like I had frost in my car and then 20 minutes later, I was just on the beach and it was a sunny day. I said, wow, like just that diversity of Olympic is really what makes it incredible. But so then I drove from, um, from there, from Port Angeles to Neskowin. And that was like an eight or nine hour drive just it seemed like just this storm was right above me, like just a rain cloud just following me wherever I went. Like it was just torrential downpour pretty much for the entire drive. That was pretty gnarly. <laughs> like I was like, I, I should probably like be careful. Well, obviously I should be careful. <laughs> it's recommended. <laughs> yeah, but driving through the storm was pretty intense and then I got there and it was just this funny little town that I was pretty much going there just to break up the drive on the way home. Because I realized, like, I'm like, wait, I'm about to drive, like, 15 hours, like, without a stop. Like, I should at least make it an interesting night. So I stayed in Neskowin, and really not a whole lot there. Like, <laughs> like, a, like a market, but, like, a general store, pretty much. Like, not even a market. Like, I asked the 
person working there, I'm like, is this the only market in town? So yeah, and I this is I, it. Was, <laughs> this is it. I had no produce or anything. It was just pretty much just donuts. Yeah, powdered donuts. No, it was and uh, Twinkies. Yeah, so I just loaded up. <laughs> but that day, yeah, in Neskowin was just, just went to the beach, just stood on the beach. I mean, not like the typical beach that you would think of. It's just like just raw and just out in the elements and pretty sure it started hailing at one point <laughs> but yeah like you said i you know that's why i was there and i was just i was loving just watching kind of the world change from like hailstorm and then just the most beautiful like sunset would happen just after the storm and it was really incredible wow sounds <laughs> profound and here on the dare to dream podcast you know we love to get deep so that we do what we're the biggest takeaways from the trip just spiritually emotionally did anything click any realizations especially it being the end of the year looking back on the past year planning for the future year oh man so many yeah it's hard even just big picture thinking i was just listening to like so many good podcasts and audiobooks the whole time um <laughs> i don't know if people normally endorse another podcast on a podcast but <laughs> we're breaking barriers here I was listening to the Model Health Show a lot with Sean Stevenson, and that yeah, it was incredible. Just learning about just just changing a mindset about like just what we're going through, and um, yeah, I mean, took away so many things. Like I was saying, just connecting with people out there was kind of what I realized the trip was about. Like during this unique time, that people just want a sense of connection and. You know, I would I would try to just be full of joy as much as possible and realize like how amazing it is just to be alive and that just like I'm I have a body that works and I could just climb a mountain in like a couple of hours, like I could be at the base of a mountain and then a couple of hours later I was looking down just above the clouds, like just the most incredible view I've ever seen. That was in Olympic. Um I did this this amazing hike. I was like originally planning to do like a, a small one. It was like an, an off day, like and like a mile and a half, like round trip to this waterfall called Mary Mirror Falls. And I was about like halfway in and I saw a detour, not a detour, but just another trail that said Storm King Hike. So you had like, to do it. I'm like, okay, I have no option. I'm going on the Storm King Hike. So yeah, I just, it was pretty much just like straight climb. Like it felt like a billy goat. And I just kind of climbing this mountain and it took me to like, like two hours later, I was just way up above like the lake that I was standing on the edge of like two hours before and just like this icy blue lake and I was above the clouds now. Like, I got a feeling I'm like, all right, Storm King, it's probably going above the clouds, like above the storm. Um, and I, it did. And I was looking down at the rain clouds, like over the lake that was just enveloping this, the mountains and that was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. Wow. For sure. Like, I, I wrote about it, but I felt like like a scout in Shogun. Just, mm. like, in the pouring rain, in a forest, looking at the clouds move over the lake down below. And but this is unbelievable. And, yeah, I mean, I had nobody with me, but, like, still just an incredible experience. And... I was just so like full of joy and I was so happy in that moment. And so I wrote 
my latest story was just how in 2021, um, we were talking about this, but how to make growth the most important, the only goal really for 2021, because everything we do, nothing really matters if you're not growing. Or in a different way to say that is everything we do can either, you know, work into us growing or we could see it as we could give we give things more meaning than they actually maybe need. So say like starting a business or writing a book, getting in shape, getting a new relationship, all of these things at the end of the day, they're just parts of life. But Matt, like, what did you actually learn from that experience? How are you actually growing through that? Everything we do is a vehicle for growth. And I was just thinking like on at that point when I was looking down and just thinking about like what brought me to this point and um, everything that I want to do, like none, none of it really matters. Like I've just through the highs and lows of the last year and everything that we've been through, I mean, I grew a tremendous amount. Like we both did and we all did as a society and as a planet, We're, we are growing and that's really all that matters. So everything that we do, sometimes we just give too much weight to it. How are we really, you know, thinking about how, how do we grow through that? That reminds me of uh, the quote you were talking about earlier, which is, your soul is not here to achieve, your soul is here to grow. And so what you were saying is so true is whether you succeed, you fail, you trip, you fall, you stumble, whatever happens to you, it's all part of the growth experience. And if you flip your mindset to looking to growth as your north star as your guiding principle no matter what happens to you is positive because you're growing and yeah that's so cool i love i love hearing about you up on this mountain looking down and not having anyone there do you think the trip would have been different if there was someone there was there a certain special feeling to the trip because you were by yourself definitely i i don't think it would be any better or worse just different um there's of course you know a time and place to do a trip like that with another person and you know i would have loved to do it with you like i would have loved to do it with any friend or significant other but it was something that i felt like i kind of had to do alone just at this point in my life for what i want to do and um it definitely just yeah made it different i had a lot of time to think and write and just reflect and just being on like i would just pretty much like for each each day I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I, the biggest hike I could do was like 11 miles in the Redwoods. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty intense. But I'm just walking all day and just thinking about like everything. Like what has brought me here? What do I really want to do with my life? Why am I really here? And it's not even that like what I want to do, like what I want to accomplish. But you know what am I really here to do? And it was just asking those big questions. I don't have the answers, but... Um, I think that just asking the questions get your gets your mind working in a way that will help you try to find the solution or just the not even solution but just the path. Yeah, so I actually learned something in my neurotransformational coaching course that when you ask, so the subconscious mind loves questions, and when you ask questions, your subconscious mind goes to work to find the answer, and so. Asking those big questions is especially helpful for your growth because you may ask the question and then go eat lunch and forget about it, but your subconscious is 
churning and thinking about it and it's looking for evidence in your surrounding to support or to answer that question. So especially if you're asking big positive questions, it has a really, it has outsized impact on your growth. And going back to the growth topic is I did something really cool over the, you know, couple of weeks or the week in between Christmas and New Year's was that I finished my journal. So I finished writing in a journal that I had bought in 2018. So I bought this journal like right when I was bright eyed and bushy tailed out of college. I went into my first job, went into uh, internal audit, which was a huge mistake (laughs) and started writing in this journal like pretty much every day. This was right around the time I got into stoicism. I started getting into personal development and started becoming very disciplined because I was studying for the CFA, which is this big financial test, and I was working full time. So I was had to be very strict with my time. And so I ended up reading through my entire journal cover to cover, which was insane. So it was like three and a half years or so. Wow. And so many big takeaways. But the biggest takeaway was that life always ends up sorting itself out. Like things always work out in one way or another, whether it's good or bad, but like you always make it through. And that was so, it was so weird going back and reading through these journals where like these journal entries where I had like, I had the the big test coming up or I had, you know, a big interview coming up and I was so worried and I kept trying to like figure out how everything was going to play out. But all the worrying was pointless because I was going to make it through in one way or another. And just looking back and seeing all of the highs and the lows that I went through and knowing that it all worked out positively and it made me who I am today. It was such a powerful experience. And so, and I kept writing this in my journal as like, focus on the present moment, focus on the present moment. But it's so hard for me to do that. And a lot of times I find myself worrying or trying to forecast the future. And so what I'm really trying to do now is just realize, you know, things are going to work out in one way or another. Like I will get through this. So let me just focus solely on the present and not try and predict what's going to happen. And that's been just a a huge mindset shift for me in the past, like, you know, two weeks since, since I did this experience and just so cool, like going back and reading about, you know, the day I found out I passed the CFA or the day I found out I got the job in San Diego and I was moving down here. And then, you know, the first six to eight months of my job where I was super excited. And then you see me like slowly start being like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Like, what should I do next? And just watching the, the story unfold of everything that I had been through was so special. And I would highly recommend if anyone has an old journal to go dig it up and read through it and then write down some life lessons. Definitely. That's fascinating. And yeah, it's fine. I haven't really like done a deep dive into my old journals like that because maybe I mean sometimes I do when I feel like I've said something that like I want to go back to but that's amazing that you did that and imagine so just fascinating to see your life just kind of journey like that but yeah it is just a great point that we literally we don't have any idea what you know exact we can't predict what's going to happen in the future but we waste so much time in fear and worrying about like these things that really don't matter. And I'm realizing that more and more um, just because I, you know, in my personal like health with this, my back situation, that's been my just biggest challenge for the last few years. 
and it, it really does bring me down sometimes and I'm like I have these other things going on too that are so meaningful to me but they just become overshadowed through this pain and what I'm just really trying to um, focus on now is like you were saying asking those questions um, asking the big positive questions and letting your brain kind of try to figure it out for itself so now instead of saying like damn like why did this happen to me like how am I 25 and going through like back pain like this is unbelievable saying every day wake up and ask myself why am I healthy whole and why is my body healing itself and you just ask it once and then the mind goes to work but I think about just like you know we have so many different facets of our life that are kind of begging for our attention and we give so much meaning to each individual thing like you were just talking about how you know you're worried about maybe like an upcoming test or something that in the grand scheme of things really doesn't matter in two years you might be at a different job um, you know I might just be doing something completely different that speaks to your soul but when you kind of just take that bird's eye view of just enjoying the process of the growth like how will this because I mean I mean, we're growing through everything and we will get through everything. Time doesn't stop. You will get through it. And if you kind of just try to get rid of that fear and just come look at each situation from a different place of how am I growing through this? It becomes much less scary and you can actually enjoy every step of the process and enjoy being in the moment. It sounds kind of morbid, but it's either you have two options. You're either going to get through it or you're going to die. So if you're not going to die, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's It really is that simple. True. And yeah, just what you were talking about with your back, it's so easy to focus on the negative thing in your life. Like based on our conversation earlier, it sounds like you are crushing it in like these six other areas of your life, but your back is hurting. And so many times we focus on the one bad area and ignore the five other, six other good areas where we should focus on what's good and slowly the, the the bad thing will bring itself up or even if you have one area of your life that is good and six that are bad just focus on the good area really feel into that joy and abundance and all the other areas will sort themselves out that's what um esther hicks and abraham talk about just mm. living joyfully if you live in a joyful abundant state good things will happen and i'm i'm really seeing that in the first couple weeks of this year I've just been so I'm really building momentum in everything I'm doing and just being happy and really thinking about what I want and why I want it mm -hmm. and just focusing on those two things what I want and why I want it the positive feelings I'm going to have when I get those things and not worrying about the how because who knows what's going to happen I don't know how exactly it's going to unfold but I do know what it is I want and why I want it mm -hmm. so yeah please us in on what's going on with you i know incredible things are happening in your life I'm sure that people would love to know yeah so things have been really going well uh the past couple of weeks maybe a month just things are going really well with the nonprofit. we're gearing up for our first fundraiser it's going to be a live coaching workshop next thursday wow and so thursday the 14th of january and Things are going really well there. We're also uh, fundraising to individual donors and just building momentum, getting ready to launch our pilot program 
where we'll be taking 40 to 50 ninth graders from some of Houston's most underserved zip codes through our pilot program, which is, it's called the power program. It cultivates students' sense of purpose, ownership, wisdom, execution, and resilience. And it's meant to increase their psychological capital because that's been shown. If you can increase one's psychological capital, it leads to positive outcomes in academics. It leads to positive outcomes in terms of like higher graduation rates, also in employability and productivity and just overall well-being. So things are going really well there. Um, on the coaching side, my own personal coaching, that has been super exciting and fun. I booked my first two paid coaching clients, and I think I may have just booked my third yesterday. I'll be hearing back soon. Let's go. But what was really cool with that whole experience is I'd set a goal to book my first paid coaching client by the end of 2020. Yeah, by the end of 2020. And um, then one of my coaches one of my coaches told me that I should double it. Like the bigger your goal, the more likely you are to at least succeed part of it. So like I wanted one person make it two because then if I hit one, I'll still be excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had nine days left in the year and I had no, no leads, (laughs) no one. I, I didn't really know how to market yet. And so I really just sat down and I was like, okay, I want two paid coaching clients by the end of the year. This is why I want it. Like, this is my purpose. I know I'm supposed to do this. I know I can help people. And I just sat down and I just meditated on how good it would feel once that happened, who I was going to tell. I was going to send an email to my coach who told me to go from one to two and just say, thank you for making me think bigger because it worked. I was going to send, you know, a text to my two of my friends who we always talk about manifestation and that kind of thing. Like I was going to say, like, this is how I did it. This is like, thanks for the support. It finally worked out and it ended up happening. And so now I get to do those things. And now I'm just really trying to ride that momentum forward and just stay really positive. And like I said, only focus on how it's going to feel when I get it. There's a really cool thought that Vishen Lakhiani says is talk about your current life 10 years in the future. Mm -hmm. Talk about where you're going to be, not where you are. Yep. And just live into that. And so that's been awesome. Just everything, honestly, seems to be falling into place and lining up like all of the spiritual work and the personal development work that I've done seems to really be coming together and like all of the ideas are melding and honestly things are going great I'm having a lot of fun oh yeah man love to hear that and just it's inspiring to me and to everybody listening everything that you're doing is so positive and really speaks to who you are and truly mean that you know it's changing the world one person at a time appreciate that That's it's here to do it's cool i really feel like i'm i'm me now i'm actually yeah. living my life whereas before i was trying to fit in and you know fit a mold that wasn't precisely me i was filtering and tailoring myself and now i'm just being unapologetically me and it's been amazing and fun love that and it kind of brings up an interesting point uh, that i want to make that you know we're what I've been like listening to and um, back to the Model Health Show. <laughs> As a matter Which, of fact, stop listening yeah. to this podcast. Go listen Go to the Model listen Health to Show. The Model Health Show. <laughs> it's great. Uh, one episode I really liked was with uh, Jamel King, who's the nine to five millionaire. Do yeah. you know about him? Yeah, that episode's fantastic. Uh, it, I was just walking around Portland just listening to that and I was so inspired. 
but he's, he, he's the police officer, right? Yeah. Became yep. richest cop in America. <laughs> Cause yeah. So he's pretty much saying you don't have to, I mean, we're, I mean, you know, we're changing on this, on the show here, but you don't have to quit your nine to five to follow your passion. Well, actually, no, that aligns exactly what we're saying here too. Like you could, you could go either way, but a lot of people say like, you have to just, um, stop what you're doing give everything you have to you know your your dream but he's saying keep your nine to five and think much much bigger think so big that people will have to go back to sleep because you're dreaming too big (laughs) i love that if that makes any sense (laughs) um just have like what you said think about the what the what and the why and the how will present itself so that means like think about what you truly you know what what you want to do and we we tend to like give ourselves these labels like we think of even since from a very young age since we're you know since we're, when we're kids um we're forced to pick a major in school and then we're expected to dedicate our entire lives to something that we have no idea what it even is at 17 years old we're supposed to pick a major that we're going to literally train to do for four years maybe even eight more after that and then you know, just doesn't even connect to who we are. And we, we chose that when we were just a kid. And we say, like, you know, in our society that I am this. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. We associate ourselves with our job, with a label. But there's so much more than that. And what his big thing was, there's a difference between a vehicle and destination. And a lot of times, you know, what we do, like a current job, is just a vehicle to that destination yet we treat the vehicle as the destination. So like this job that I'm in right now is the destination. Like I'll be happy when I have this much money, when I make, when I get promoted, when I find somebody. But those are all just vehicles to the ultimate goal. And what I've just been kind of reshifting my mindset is to think absurdly big, like dream huge. And that's the, like even what your, uh, your coach was saying that dream so big that even if you fail, you're gonna grow along the way. And get rid of the fear of failure because you know, it doesn't make a difference. Like you might fail, you might not, but you're gonna grow in the process and that's what it's all about. But so a vehicle goal is something like, yeah, I'll use this job as a vehicle to get to my destination. Um, I'll get straight A's to get into this school but even just getting into school is a vehicle to getting this job or getting this, you know, whatever. But an end goal is happiness in itself. Like, what are you going to actually do to be happy? Um, it's changing the world. It's doing something that genuinely fills you with joy, no matter how much money you're making. It's an experience, like traveling. And I consider being up on that cliff, looking down at the lake. As a means goal I don't know how I could have been any just more at peace and happier than that moment and it made me truly appreciate everything that we're going through but also that those are the kind of experiences that I want to have in my life and everything else is a vehicle to get there so we give you know a lot of weight to what is essentially meaningless and I've actually this has been a huge learning thing for me because I'm looking for a way to support myself in my writing career and um, looking for like 
looking for <laughs> looking for a job if you're hiring. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm. <laughs> I want to just learn something new, like through this through this vehicle. Uh, I'm gonna be working <laughs> like in the restaurant industry. <laughs> Greg's crack. Greg's crack. Uh, but it's all just vehicles for growth. And I, before, like, I even just threw away the, I was like, I, like, I don't want to have a job. Like, I'm going to dedicate everything I have to writing and creating this brand. But it's all just vehicles for growth anyway. And I know that writing is what I love to do. And writing in itself is a vehicle. I want to, like, change the world and have true experiences and connect us all as human beings. And that's the end goal in whatever way I get there. It's just a vehicle. So... Basically, what I'm trying to say is, think about you know the the end goal, what you really, what connects with you, and the kind of person that you are, and why I brought this up is because it seems like you found that, um, you found the thing that really speaks to who you are, and that in itself is the end goal. And if you didn't make any money, I'm sure you'd still do it anyway because you're giving back to the world and doing something that truly matters. Yeah, I'm definitely trying my best to live in alignment with my purpose and what really lights me up. Um, what you, Everything you said I resonated with me a lot. There's a couple of things. One was that, like, set your goals really high. It reminded me of a, a James Cameron quote that I'm going to paraphrase, but it's essentially, set your goals so high that if you do fail, you fail above everyone else's success. And there's so much value in thinking big. There's, honestly, I don't think any downside to thinking big unless you're suffering from a bunch of self-sabotaging beliefs and you're never even trying like you set big goals and then you don't try then I could see where you would want to play small but um, going back to what you're talking about as the vehicle it's it's so weird like you ask someone like who are you and they're like I'm a doctor it's like you're not a doctor that's what you do like exactly it's what you do to make money maybe you're a really good doctor and maybe that resonates with you and that's like your identity but it's just like what you do for a living isn't who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and thinking about setting goals for instead of setting goals for like tangible things like I want to achieve this I want to make this much money maybe set goals for who you want to be like what type of person do you want to be what kind of impact do you want to have and Tim, my buddy Tim, has really, he taught me this really interesting goal-setting exercise where you set goals based on emotions and feelings that you want to experience. So he'll literally set a goal that says, tomorrow I want to hit EPOG, which is the enjoyable pain of growth. Like, I want to hit that gritty, tough, emotional feeling where I'm struggling, but I'm growing and it's ultimately rewarding. Or maybe a simpler one would be like, I tomorrow I want to feel... A state of wonder like I want at some point during the day to just look around and be like wow this wow. is really cool <laughs> and I think that that that's something I'm trying to do more is just like yeah I want to feel good tomorrow yeah I'm gonna make that a goal like why wouldn't you instead of being like I'm gonna knock 12 things off my to-do list and then yeah. do this and this and this be like I want to be present and have a good dinner where I'm just focusing on eating and not texting and listening to something and reading or you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like we, we just complicate life sometimes like with you know the labels and the vehicles but it really can be simple think about the kind of person 
who you want to become. Think big. And the universe, I think, will present itself. And it may not happen immediately, but when you start asking the big questions, even your brain and the universe will just try to find the answers. And as we look into the new year, you know, just be open to the growth. Be open to new people and experiences and a light that connects us all. And just try to live with joy and simplify. I think that's what I'm going to try to do here. That's always what I come back to is simplify. Especially yeah. because we have access to so much information and we're constantly barraged with news and social media and just everything going on. It's all. I think the answer is always simplify. That's whatever... Yes. Whenever I'm really introspective or I've been alone for a while, it's like, just simplify. Take away things. Don't add things. Totally. And like, just from the trip, it's like, that's, I realized what really matters to me is spending time in nature, is just living in wonder. And because that in itself was just the end goal, I realized for me, that's what I want to do. And there's so much out there that I want to experience. So I'm just excited for where we're headed and. You know, there's a lot to be excited about, but we need people who are, you know, bringing the light into the world. Yeah. Because someone's just trying to divide us. And, you know, just the recent events, we're going to have to get into it, but be the light for other people. Get out there and smile, be full of joy, and think about the big picture, what we're really here to do. Definitely. And really think about how good everything is. I recently, I recently did an experience that made me realize how incredible food is i did a three-day fast where i didn't eat anything at all and i didn't drink anything i just had water um and yeah i think i went 74 hours and it's amazing what the human body can do like the fact that i could just not eat for three whole days and feel great like i felt fine like i definitely felt lightheaded at times and i probably wouldn't have gone to the gym and worked out but i surfed for like two hours it's just insane. Like you can just not eat. And then it made me realize how special food is and connecting with people and eating with people. And now every meal I have, I'm literally in a state of wonder. I'm just like, this is amazing. Like this is the best smoothie I've ever had. And so it was honestly, I think a a tool I'm going to use if I'm ever, if I'm ever feeling overwhelmed or unhappy or that I like don't have enough of something, just take, take something away and really simplify for a couple of days. And then when you come back to it, just a completely different world. Totally. And that just kind of reminds me of um, just the concept of like, cavemen were arguably happier than we are now. I mean, they didn't live as long, lived to like, you know, their 40s and <laughs> 20. <laughs> but damn, were they happy because their lives were simple. They worked for their desk job for three hours a day, hunting. Um, provide for the family and then they spent time doing what matters which was connecting with their family and being na- in nature eating to move moving to eat and yeah when you simplify and realize that when we add more to our life it kind of just complicates things and we get kind of caught up in these things that don't really matter it's you know looking at it from the other perspective of I'm just lucky to be alive and I can see I can eat and it goes back to just thinking about the big picture. That's it. Just be grateful. Yeah. I think Cave Greg would have done well. He would, he would have, have done well. He would have been a, <laughs> a good guy. Very content. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for us here on episode 10 and the first season of the Dare to Dream podcast. We had a hell of a first go at it, but we're just getting started and we're just going to keep getting better, enjoying this process of growth. Thank you all for listening. We love y'all.